Welcome to the Cyberman show, a place that makes you smarter about cyberverse. Beat cybersecurity, cloud, emerging tech, startups or ideas. We have it all. Let's begin. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. Today in the series of explaining the cybersecurity industry, I'm going to cover a new topic on endpoint security landscape. So as always I'll start with the definition, we'll talk about how big the market is, we'll talk about some history We'll focus on use cases, we'll learn how it works, the current landscape of endpoint security technology and where the future is. With that, let's get started. So as per Forrester, the endpoint security landscape is all about the strategies, practices and software products used to prevent malware, dangerous or malicious actions, data breaches and all other cyber attacks that might impact an enterprise's endpoint. Now the key terms you have to remember in this entire landscape is EPP, Endpoint Protection, EDR, Endpoint Detection and Response and XDR. These three terminologies are very popular right now. However, EPP is, is a common term. Uh, I still remember my old uh, days, decades back when antivirus uh, or anti-malware, anti-spyware, those terminologies were more common but if all these terms eventually evolved uh, and essentially consolidated into EPP endpoint uh, protection platforms. And uh, then, uh, you know, uh, if I if I talk about history, okay, uh, in 1987, Andreas Luning and Kai Fig, they formed a company called GData Software and released uh, their first antivirus product for the Atari ST platform. In 1987, in US, John McAfee founded the McAfee company, which was part of uh, Intel security until recently and uh, in later in that year, in 87, he released the first version of uh, antivirus software called Viruscan. Uh, Symantec was founded by Gary Hendricks in 1982 and they launched the first Symantec antivirus for Mac, uh, Macintosh. And since then, multiple companies have have come and some of them have gone to dust already in the last few decades. So this is a very pop, a big market uh, which still has at least 30 to 50 players that I know about. Okay, so And why that market is big is because the number of endpoints is huge. Okay, uh, and, and endpoint essentially includes anything like your laptop, desktop, your mobile uh, phone, your tablets, everything is an endpoint. So this market is the endpoint security market is expected to reach 25.7 billion dollars by 2023 and in 2022 it was around 12.46 billion dollars and the the market is exhibiting a gagger growth of 9.5 percent during this period of 2023 to 2020 to 2030 okay so the market is pretty huge okay now, if I have to talk about the use cases that are uh, popularly uh, used by enterprises, these, and I'm covering both use cases for an EPP and EDR. Uh, uh, so it involves uh, prevention-specific use cases like malware prevention, exploit prevention, secure configuration, browser security, application control, app isolation, behavior analytics, remediation, and rapid response. Etc. And in last few years, EPP products are evolving into XDR platforms. Uh, 
which essentially means collecting telemetry from various sources beyond just the endpoint. Okay, so uh, in this product has been evolving. Okay, now two things uh, that are uh, I found new. Uh, Personally, I had no exposure to these things. Are browser security becoming part of endpoint protection? So essentially, browser security are products that can detect and block web-bound threats and risk that attempt to attack the browser itself or exploit is it as an attack vector. So these used to exist as a separate product. Eventually, uh, they became part of the uh, endpoint product. Okay. My personal experience has been on EPP and EDR. Uh, EDR uh, more uh, because... Uh, one of the companies that I worked with in the past, uh, they acquired a company uh, in 2012. It was a dedicated EDR product. And back in those days, endpoint EPP and EDR were different products. So you would install two agents. Uh, now it's a uh, uh, same agent that does both the functionalities. Okay, in most of the cases. Now let's look at how the technology works. Okay, so essentially the endpoint security te technology has two components: the server and the client. And it also has threat intelligence. So the server is either deployed as an on-prem or a SaaS option. SaaS is getting more popular because of the uh, obvious advantages of not uh, maintaining the infrastructure for the server part. Uh, on-prem options do exist and it's very popular in enterprises that don't want the OEMs, the product makers, uh, to manage the infrastructure. So, but SaaS is more popular. In fact, uh, some of the companies that are really big on endpoint are SaaS-based platforms. Okay, so that was the server component. On the endpoint, that gets uh, the endpoint component get gets deployed as an agent or as a service. It will get deployed on workstations, servers, mobile operating systems, etc. So, etc. So, all these companies that are in the EPP domain typically wouldn't have a capability to run as an agent in these platforms. Okay. Now, once you have your setup, so let's say you as an end user of this product, uh, you buy a license, uh, although of course there are free versions available, uh, but I prefer commercial because there is when there is money, uh, more innovation is done. Okay. Now, once you get your license activated, you get a tenant if it's a SaaS product or you can download the installer and install the license uh, in a server of your choice in case you are going with the on-prem version okay so i'm going to stick to the saas version because that's more popular now so saas version based platform what you get is you get your console and on that console you have the options to create installers for various endpoints so let's say you choose, choose that i want to install or i want to have endpoint security for my windows so you get an option where you would create configuration profile for this installer so example an msi file which will have certain capabilities so you, you can enable disable configuration based on the product capability so example things like enable encryption you know in enable hardening disable certain ports enable uh, malware protection enable ransomware specific uh, monitoring all those configurations can be enabled and uh, then you push these agents using a enterprise uh, software deployment product uh, like uh, Microsoft SCCM, uh, GPO, etc. And then the agent gets activated. Now, once the agent is activated, it has both the prevention and data collection profile. Again, I'm assuming in this context that EPP and EDR, EDR capabilities are provided by the same product. So that so the prevention mode is activated. 
uh, and again uh, remember those use cases of malware prevention exploit prevention etc that we talked about in the beginning okay uh, then on the edr side the the agent is collecting data and that data typically would include file activity data process activity data so example somebody launching a browser going to a particular website maybe downloading a file what is that file uh, doing let's say you download a pdf it launch it gets opened in adobe acrobat or some other pdf reader uh, so multiple processes will be created in this and the endpoint uh, agent keeps track of all these things okay so it also monitors registry changes network activity etc uh, again depends on uh, uh, the operating system okay now what the platform also enables is behavior analytics so essentially it is comparing the uh, activity of this specific endpoint on which this agent is deployed to its historical activity so which means the endpoint builds a baseline or the product builds a baseline and then also compares the activity or uh, activity or the files that it is seeing essentially the the hashes the unique hashes that it is seeing across the wider uh, deployment so example let's say you have an infrastructure that has 10000 endpoints the agent will monitor what's happening on this particular every particular machine to its past behavior and also uh, activity on one machine compared to the activity on uh, with other uh, machines and that because that telemetry all that activity telemetry is going to the uh, saas product or the central central server it is easy to do analytics on it Okay, so example hey this endpoint is trying to connect to a domain uh, which is not known to anyone and this is the only machine that's trying to do it maybe it's doing at an only on weekend okay uh, and the file that it has downloaded it is not a trusted file uh, it is not signed by a popular product vendor and it is trying to launch some powershell activity powershell based scripts etc so those things are analyzed and that's where the uva capability works okay now let's say there's an issue that's detected uh, there would be an alert that can be sent to an sim or if there is a prevention capability that can instantly block uh, bad behavior example in case of ransomware this is very common where uh, ransomware exhibits a common trait where it uh, tries to rename on or, or read thousands of file in in few seconds so though that activity can be prevented and alert can be sent to a sim or a sor or native in the native console of the epp edr product what i have realized is most of the epp edr product don't have a good case management workflow so they typically integrate with sim sor platforms okay in certain cases automatic response which is typically limited maybe to a step one step or two can be activated things like hey isolate this endpoint if this kind of activity is seen with what that means is the endpoint or the victim machine can only talk to the uh, endpoint protection server uh, so that an analyst can take a live terminal do some analysis and carry out some action like formatting system okay uh, so that kind of response can be executed okay so that's how typically the endpoint protection or endpoint edr platforms work okay now let's uh, talk about the current landscape so 
uh, as i've seen the evolution uh, there are dedicated endpoint protection vendors edr vendors uh, as i said the industry started uh, with dedicated e- or separate epp edr products and now the agents are one uh, and uh, so these companies are you know how they are making their platforms is that not they are not just covering the standard endpoint that are used by and end users there are companies that provide the comer the enterprise versions and the home versions for students and home users and then there are companies who are only focus on enterprises and but they provide coverage in terms of container platforms cloud infrastructure systems and they're trying to collect more te- more telemetry so they are trying to become xdr platforms by collecting more uh, telemetry that's can help them to detect and respond faster to the enterprise threats okay the reason epp market is also very big is because endpoint is the uh, is where the most critical information is okay and it also travels a lot you know so my system it it is i work from it uh, when i'm at home or when i'm traveling so my network are always switching and the most of the net, most of the times uh, the networks on which i am connected might not be secure okay so endpoints are the most targeted uh, systems okay now so there is a set of dedicated endpoint vendors and then there is a set of uh, larger platform vendors so the most common platform vendors and uh, i recommend looking at some of the reports from gartner forester they come up with these reports on edr epp uh, and also miter ingenuity evaluations yeah uh, and so you to compare various platforms so most of the large vendors like microsoft palo alto crowdstrike etc they are trying to make a common platform for uh, enterprise wide threat detection and response whereas for smaller uh, uh, companies uh, the endpoint is still a dedicated product only having specific focus on endpoint security and then then there are standard or standalone uh, companies that focus on a particular use case like browser security so the market it itself just like overall cyber security is frank, fragmented whether endpoint the market is also very fragmented okay now in terms of future i believe consolidation platformization is the future at least for large companies uh, so the endpoint Uh, the large vendors at least are making a uh, movement in a direction where trying to combine the front ends uh, the back ends of various threat detection and response platform making it very easy for large corporates to manage and respond to attacks on thousands of uh, enterprise systems okay and that's very common so as as large enterprises adopt more digital journey the system that are connected to internet will definitely increase which means they need to respond faster they need to look at more data in a shorter span of time and that's where consolidation will help okay i'm also expecting copilots uh, already most of the vendors have started to announce copilots this year after generative ai uh, announcements uh, rsa conference this year cover uh, had some press announcements and press releases but i think most of this stuff uh, will start getting released from this quarter onwards with at least the large providers uh, some of them in beta some of them in uh, in the final versions but it's coming and prompt engineering is the is the new skill that cyber security uh, analysts will have to build so instead of writing rules use cases they will focus on writing good prompts okay 
with that thank you so much uh, if you like the podcast please share with your friends uh, if you want to suggest a topic please reach out uh, i'll see you next time